Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Hello, hello. Hey, girl. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good, but I'm kind of irritated. Oh, no. I know. But I'm not going to get into a rant. I'm going to try not to. (laughs) (laughs) But I like your rants. Uh, They're always so fun. I know, right? You know what what I'm really irritated with, though, is these myths or are these myths that won't die. Oh, yeah. Because it makes our job so much harder, right? Like. We, we did an episode a week or so ago about lifting weights and how some women still think that that may, you know, they'll bulk up if they, they pick up weights, right. which couldn't be further from the truth. There's another one that's still really prevalent. And when I'm speaking with clients about their nutrition, um, they're like, oh, you know, I do fat-free this and reduce fat this. And I'm like, well, why? Why, why, why? Mm-hmm. Well, because I don't need to have the excess fat in my diet. yeah take a deep breath right Mm -hmm. because you don't know what you don't know right yeah um so so I want to preface that you don't know what you don't know so I hope nobody feels personally attacked (laughs) um here's the deal this whole war against fat started in the late 1970s which makes me feel really old even though I wasn't alive just yet still like 1970s just sounds like a really long time ago Um, but it all started based on a little bit of research where they were linking foods with saturated fat to in excess of saturated fat to increased heart disease. Well, the research wasn't all encompassing, so to speak. And they just kind of, it's kind of like reading a headline in the newspaper and you just take that and run with it versus actually reading the story and getting the content of the article. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what they did with this. So they read, and by they, I mean the food industry read, oh, fat is bad. Let's take the fat out. So they were on it like white on rice. And that is where the whole low fat, fat free and reduced fat foods came about. Mm -hmm. So what is that? Almost four, you know, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's still a thing today. Not that there may be times where you do need a lower fat. You know, every body is different, which we always say. So you may need a lower fat or reduced fat, something for some dietary restrictions you have, but on the whole, we should not be scared of fat Mm -hmm. of healthy fats. You know, it's the way that we have you ever seen that (laughs) it always gets stuck in my head. And now that we're talking about this, um, it brings up, have you ever seen that little cartoon where it's two avocados and one's running away crying and the other one said, but I said, you're the good kind of fat. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's, and that's so true. And that's what I want to focus on. Obviously eating, we're all familiar with trans those. I feel like those are the Mm no-go. Like we don't, nobody needs those at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are, those are things like, right. And those are, 
things that you'll find in heavily processed meats, and I use that term loosely, um, candy, package items, chips, uh, that type of thing. Donuts. Huh? But donuts are I, good. Well, but it's, it's trans fat. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> I know. This, but the, those are the type of things that are not optimal okay. for you. Right. That is not something that we should be consuming on the regular. And I I read something recently that said just a 2% increase of your trans fat can double your risk of coronary heart Mm -hmm. disease, which is a pretty big Mm -hmm. increase, especially if you're eating a lot of processed packaged things regularly. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not doing yourselves any favors. Um, So let's go back to the healthy fats. Those are your avocado, coconut oil, fatty fishes, olive oil, butter, G, um, eggs, nuts, seeds, grass feed, beef, full fat, dairy, dark chocolate, and, and a couple other things. Um, those are the things that we should be incorporating in our diet. And one thing that you'll notice about those, those foods that I just rambled off, they're all whole foods. None of those are packaged, mm-hmm. right? So, while you may have a hard time thinking, oh, I can't remember what a healthy fat is versus a bad fat or, you know, a non-optimal fat, whatever you want to call it. If it's a whole food, you're pretty good to go. Just like how most of our diet should be. If it's a whole food, you should be good to go. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you can't really, I mean, I guess you can't overdo it, obviously. But you're going to be a lot better off going overboard on the good stuff than the bad stuff. So can um, I can I interject for just a second? Um, absolutely. One of the things I've told my clients before with regards to fats is there's one key ingredient to look for in fats to know whether or not it's something that you should stay away from, and it's mm. hydrogenated oil. So mm-hmm. a, a hydrogenated oil, nine times out of ten, it is a trans fat and basically it all it does is help um so a lot of food industries add it in their foods to help um increase the shelf life and save money is why Mm -hmm. it's added Mm -hmm. but these oils are cooked at such a high temperature it alters the the makeup of them which makes them really harmful for our health Mm -hmm. so if you look for Mm -hmm. like your vegetable oils, your canola oils, um, those are all, you know, can all be hydrogenated oils. Um, but that's one thing to look for, um, a key ingredient in foods to know, okay, like this, this is definitely an unhealthy fat. Right. And so you, do you see that a lot with the package process? Yeah. I mean, it depends, like, again, like your, your, cupcakes your cakes your cookies your donuts Mm -hmm. um your chips um trying to think of some other ones i I, you know even some of your um like baked goods you see that a lot in baked goods Mm -hmm. um even stuff that's not it could be like um whatchamacallit like pancake mix cake mix Mm -hmm. you know Mm mm-hmm so mm-hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily have to be wet. It can be dry. And it was, mm. you know, mixed in with it. So it's just something that mm-hmm. you would have. Um, 
another one is um, salad dressings. Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just something to look for, a key ingredient to look for um, in, in your foods to see if it is something that's... Now, am I saying that you absolutely have to stay away from it 100% of the time? No. It's just something to be aware of that's in your food. Right. And it, and it all point points back to if you're getting those sources from, if, you, if you're getting the healthy fats from whole food sources, you don't have to worry about right. that anyway. You know, so just something to keep in mind for sure. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was a great point. I didn't even have that one in my <laughs> notes. So that was awesome. Um, just so you know, the uh, information on healthy versus unhealthy fats is uh, never ending like where do you start exactly. and stop so hopefully this episode will give everybody enough to um you know get them going in the right direction that is my hope um because everybody is so unique and individual mm-hmm. you know the the recommended daily allowance and i don't know what you tell your clients but is generally 25 to 35 percent of mm-hmm. your daily caloric intake um you may need more you may need less you everybody has to kind of figure out what works best for them um, personally, I tend to err on the lower side of that. I just don't do well with the higher end of that. Um, it just doesn't work well for me. So it's important, you know, to play around with that and figure out what works best for you. Um, so what are some of the benefits? Why do we need healthy fats? Um, Healthy fats, well, just fat, excuse me, contain nine calories per gram, which is twice as much carbs and protein. They contain four calories per gram. Okay. So the way I look at that is you're, you're kind of getting more bang for your buck. If you want to look at it on the the positive side, meaning that can help you feel fuller, faster and longer leaves you feeling satiated. Right. So you're, you're full and you're satisfied and you're not snacking 30 minutes later. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. It's also a good way to provide energy, um, can boost your brain function, kind of help with that, you know, fogginess or your cognitive ability. Um, it can help in lowering cholesterol if you're getting it from healthy sources. Um, And the fat also helps you absorb your fat-soluble vitamins A, D, K, and E, uh, which is important if you're, especially if you're, you're somebody who's like taking all these multivitamins, but you're not absorbing them because you're not eating the right whole foods. You're kind of just like, why take the vitamins if you're not absorbing them, you know? Um, The other reason why you want to eat a good variety of healthy fats is it keeps your hair and skin Mm -hmm. healthy. It helps your skin uh, form healthy cell membranes, supplies energy. Like I said, it also provides insulation that that helps us regulate our body temperature. Um, I know when I've lost a little bit more weight than I should have uh, years and years ago. Oh my gosh. I had the hardest time staying warm. And I wasn't anorexic by any stretch of the imagination at all, but it was definitely, I definitely noticed I was always freaking cold. Uh, I needed that little bit extra layer on me. Um, let's see. 
So what else? Oh, it can also help reduce your symptoms of autoimmune diseases like Crohn's, psoriasis, and rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, I said it right. Mm-hmm. I always struggle with that. <laughs> we all have those words like you just cannot say. Uh, that's one of mine. Um, so here's the downside of not getting enough healthy fats in your diet. So maybe if you have some of these symptoms, if you will, it may be something to address. Uh, If you have dry, scaly skin, or you have some wounds that are slow to heal, or you find that you get frequent infections, um, not having enough fat will lead to losing um, bone density Mm -hmm. down the road you know, overall bone health, which is super important for women as we age, because we naturally lose that bone density anyway. Um, so it's all the more reason to eat the healthy fat and strength train, right? Um, because when we lose that bone density, we're more susceptible to, you know, breaking a hip when we fall or breaking an arm or, um, and then you don't recover as quickly either. Uh, The other really good benefit for those who are strength training is that that fat is vital for repair during training. So, you know, you tear your muscles when you train, right? Because you're trying to grow them. The fat, healthy fat is an integral part of helping that muscle repair and grow. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, Kids, infants and kids can really suffer too with uh, gross delays if they don't get enough fat in their diet. So that's definitely important for your kiddos. And I know you've shared some good recipes over the times of, um, in smoothies and things like that, where you can sneak in those healthy Mm -hmm. fats that kiddos enjoy. That's always a good way to do it. Because I don't know about you, my girls, they're not just going to sit down and go to town on an avocado. (laughs) You know, um, as much as I wish they would, that's just not their thing. So you may have to get a little sneaky with that. Um, it can also lead to, to some fatigue and even hormonal disruption if it gets too severe. Um, what else did I want to talk about today? I'm a little all over the place. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I mean, fat, it's a necessary component, just like carbs is just like protein is um and it's important to be aware of the different kinds how you usually Mm -hmm. my clients if they're needing more calories um one of the ways we add that in is through fat because a lot of the times they're not getting enough because they've been so scared of fat and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I can't use dressing or I can't use butter to cook with or we only eat chicken um, or, you know, white meat because dark meat has saturated fat, higher saturated fat content. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the times what we'll do it to help raise their calories is a little bit and this varies from person to person, but we'll add healthy fats like adding avocados mm-hmm. to the meals or adding a little bit of olive oil or avocado oil or, you know, mm-hmm. there's chia seeds is a great one because it's got lots of fiber as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it even That's has true. protein. Um, but yep. so you're getting a little bit of everything with the chia seeds are just amazing. Um, <laughs> but you're getting a little bit of everything. So there's so many different ways you can get creative with your food to incorporate those mm-hmm healthy fats and a lot of times you don't even notice those little add-ins um like it's 
it's not really going to change a whole lot. Um, like with the right. smoothies doing avocados instead of bananas. Um, a lot of times mm-hmm. with the smoothies, you don't even notice um, the difference. It, all it does right. is make the smoothie creamier when you add avocado. Now, depending on the flavors, you might be able to detect there's avocado in there. But most of the times that I've done it for myself or my kids, they haven't noticed Right. Yeah. My, mine haven't either. If anything, it makes it a little more creamier. Um, oh, you know, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was the reduced fat-free, oh, low-fat yeah. stuff. One thing that I tell my, my clients on that, when they see that on a label, in my mind, I always translate that to chemical shitstorm <laughs> because... It, it, I know, but it sticks in people's heads because how often have you tasted something that's low fat, you know, sugar-free or whatever. And you're like, but it tastes just like the real thing, but it's got less fat Mm -hmm. in it. Right. So it's better for me. How do you think they get it to taste just like Mm -hmm. the real thing? I'm sure, you know, (laughs) but so, so they're taking, they're pulling that fat out. Right. And they're just replacing it with chemicals or often sugar to get it to taste the same as the original full fat thing, whether that's cheese or sour cream or yogurt or, you know, whatever. Um, it's not doing you any favors. Mm-hmm. I, I have my clients, like I would rather see you eat the full mm-hmm. fat version and get the benefits from the full fat version in the portion size and enjoy it then continue to eat, you know, four snack, four sugar-free snack packs yes. of pudding. Cause that's not doing you any favors. And then that gets into the whole artificial sweeteners thing, which is a whole other topic um, that we could go on and on about. But how do you feel about the way that they, they reproduce those, I guess, the chemicals and the, that aspect of it. Do you advise your clients to eat the full fat version or how do oh, you yeah. tackle that? No, I, I always, I, you know what? I encourage them to eat whatever is in the most natural form. So you know, mm-hmm. that's a good way of looking at it. Cause like, you know, you could have full fat with the hydrogenated oils. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's still full fat, but it's not, healthy because of what they're doing to those oils that actually change their chemical makeup and make them extremely unhealthy for you. Um, so I'm like, you know what, in my opinion, if God made it or, you know, nature came from nature, you were meant to eat it in its most natural state over something Mm -hmm. that was man-made or made in a, a, Mm -hmm. a lab. So, that's usually what I recommend to my clients. I'm like, if you know me, I am not a fan of milk. Um, but there are some people that are like, I'm all about the whole milk. Okay. Well, if you're going to do that over, I'm trying to think of something they, what what was, I'm trying to think of what they were doing in place of that. I'm like, it was like, Oh, they were adding it to their coffee. And it was instead of the fat-free creamer. And I was looking at the ingredients. Mm. And I think even the creamer had hydrogenated oil in it. And Mm. I'm like, 
do the, I'm like, do the full fat milk or half and half. Right. I have another client. She loves half and half in her coffee. And she had found this creamer and she didn't really care for it, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it said, you know, it was uh, low fat and, and it basically, um, let others believe that it was a healthier alternative and it was crap. I mean, mm-hmm. there was junk ingredients and I'm like, if that, if that is your thing, like if you look forward to your coffee every morning with that creamer, have the damn creamer, like seriously, mm-hmm. like have it. It's something you enjoy. It's something you look forward to when you start making alterations to your nutrition you start taking away all the things you enjoy, you're going to be miserable and you're going to go back to the way things were and probably even going to be worse. You have to, mm-hmm. I tell my clients, like, you have to learn to where to pick your battles. Like, okay, yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do without this, but I'm going to go with this the majority of the time. Um, like, if it's something, right. that's something she has every day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but you're not eating like she had cut out a bunch of other junky things that she really like these were things that it was just more like mindless eating it wasn't things that she actually looked forward to right so i'm like right. if you're gonna cut stuff out cut out stuff that you don't really you're just you, you like it but it's not really something you look forward to exactly and that goes right into the all or nothing mentality too um you know, a, a little bit of, you know, the not so great stuff every now and again, it, it's not a big deal. Oh, so you use two tablespoons or, you know, of sugar or you know, whatever it is. I can't think of anything off the yeah. top of my head, but it's like, it, if that's all you do, like, it's not the no. end of the world. I mean, if, if you, you know, if you're, you know, you maybe try substituting regular sugar for like brown sugar or coconut sugar because those are a little but honestly mm. if you enjoy that sugar and nothing else tastes good to you enjoy that sugar like you right. know that's something that you you know just be mindful of the rest of the stuff you're eating be like okay you know exactly. like i i can't be adding sugar to my coffee and adding sugar to my you know, dessert. And like, if I'm going to have strawberries for dessert, I'm not going to add like two tablespoons of sugar, which I don't understand that because strawberries are already really sweet anyways. Like, have you seen that where people put sugar on top of strawberries and eat them that way? Yes. My dear sweet husband did that one time. And I'm like, why? It's already super sweet. I remember growing up. I don't remember who in my family did that. And I actually loved eating them that way. But when I got a little bit older, I'm like, I don't understand what's the need. Like they're already so sweet. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. But anyways, so, <laughs> but you just got to kind of pick and choose like those things you really enjoy. Don't take them away. Just right. find um, areas where you can, things that you can remove um on a more regular basis that's where you should start exactly yeah i've I've had many clients over the years they're like well you know i i put um i i switched to this creamer you mentioned coffee or whatever earlier and i I really hate it but i know it's better i'm like well how much were you using of the 
the real stuff, you know, heavy cream or whatever it was you were using. Well, it was just a tablespoon. I'm like, go yeah. back to using the yeah. real thing. Like quit. And, and they're so excited. But you know, it's that the myth that fat is bad is still just out there. Um, I'm like, no, enjoy the real thing. Get the benefits from the real thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It. I think the benefits outweigh the negatives if you're enjoying it in moderation. Would you oh, agree? Yeah, for, for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because you have the extremes. Either you're extremely fat phobic or you're extremely pro fat, like keto. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ugh. and so like, <laughs> I don't, it's rare that you find that, that happy medium uh, where like yeah. you're either extremely fat phobic or you're extremely carb phobic. Yeah. I, I, um, you know, we did keto a couple years ago for quite a while and, oh my gosh, I hated it. It was just not, it wasn't for one of us. Um, cause I love my carbs, but I just could not eat that much fat. Mm-hmm. Oh my, and, and it was the good stuff. You know, I was eating avocado, I was eating the right kind of oil and I would eat full fat cheese and, you know, grass fed butter and blah, 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 uh, fish and, and nuts and seeds. But it was just too much for me. I was like, I'll just have a little bit in moderation. I'm good. Well, and it goes back to like cutting out food groups and like you cut out Mm -hmm. carbs and you're missing the vitamins and nutrients you get from the carbs. Yes. Just like fat. You're missing, you cut out fat and you're missing the vitamins and nutrients you get from those fats. From the full fat, good stuff. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, with all of the the macros, you 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 need. There's a reason they exist. They're not. They yeah. don't exist, so you can use just one and not the other. You know, or the other. Right. Um, and fat is one you cannot go without. You can't. You can go without carbs. But it's funny because carbs, fat of other like broccoli is extremely high in protein and it has traces Mm -hmm. of fat in it but it's a carb Mm -hmm. and right i mean there's so many the majority of foods are like that where they have traces of other macros in them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they all work together beautifully (laughs) so you need all of them and you need a good balance and with mm-hmm. that balance is, well, that's very individual. Like you can look mm-hmm. up to see the recommendations and that's more of just a starting point. It's a good guideline right. to go off of. Right. Um, but those will adjust based on your individual needs. Now I'm not saying go count macros. Um, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. I, I personally would never do that. I would never tell somebody else to do it unless of course that's their thing. They want to count mm-hmm. their macros and they want to be up on that. I I think that's, um, it can take over your life. I think mm-hmm. it's a very obsessive uh-huh. behavior, but for some people that works for them. Right. And those are the ones that should do it. You know, some people thrive on that kind of thing and they can actually make it healthy for them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... I'm just not of that world. Like I cannot, that, that is a very 
involved process to count your macros and to keep track of those. Like, oh, it is. I, I just, I could not. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. I know I've told you, and I think I've mentioned on previous podcasts, I did that for a while and it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. But- it's, it's not for me. If it's for you, I think that's great. You do yeah. you, but it is not for me. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to no, add? I mean, just <sighs> you need fat. You, I mean, it's a necessary component. In your yeah, don't be scared of it. <laughs> and start educating yourself on the different kinds of fats that are mm-hmm. out there and what is in your food. I, I, we've talked about it on so many podcasts, but you really need to start paying attention to what is in your food. Anything that has a label, mm-hmm. read it, become familiar with the ingredients. If you don't know what an ingredient is, get out your phone and Google it. Yep. Yep. For sure. And you know, just really quickly on that topic too, there's a camp of people that are like, if you can't pronounce it or if it's really long, it's bad for you. That's not necessarily true. Um, that they're, So definitely Google it. Don't be afraid to be that person, you know, that whips out their phone in the grocery store to look at something. Oh, it's your it money. It's your health. I hmm. still do it all the time. And- I do too. Oh, because, I do because too. Because the food companies, they, you know, people start to recognize the name and mm-hmm. associate it with something bad because it usually is. And then they right. they change the name, mm-hmm. you know, or they come up with yep. a new name, like new ingredients um, right. that are just equally as bad. Right. So. Yeah. It's just, it's all about education. I, I'll share one really quick thing and then we can wrap up. Um, one that I used to see on labels before I knew what it was and I just thought it was horrible was xanthan gum. Mm-hmm. It's X-A-N-T-H-A-M. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like, it starts with the letter X. It must be bad. It's not. It's just a thickening mm-hmm. agent. And it's a not like you can, I used to, um, you can get it at H-E-B. You can get an organic oh, yeah. one. It, it is just for, it's just for buying. Yeah. For baking and binding mm-hmm. things together. Like it's, it's not a big deal. It's not harmful. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Um, so that's why I just wanted to say when you're reading your labels, don't automatically assume like I did years ago, like just take a second, Google it, scan, you know, scan it and learn, educate yourself. Um, so anyway, yeah, I hope that helps. I, I, I hope that helps. And maybe we need to do another episode or some posts on label reading again. Um, I think those are always good ones, especially since they're constantly changing and coming up with new names for things, you know, yeah. um, sugar is a popular one that it's, co- they're constantly adding oh my gosh. new There's, sugars. I didn't know there were so like, many different ways you could name sugar. Oh, it's insane. Oh my, like it's in- I looked at a label the other day with a client. There was sugar stated five separate times in there. It was just called different things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something maybe we need to touch on too. But again, all the more reason, read your labels, educate yourself. (laughs) It's so important. I mean, you can't say it enough. And it really isn't that hard to pick up a label and figure it out if you have your phone handy and you can Google it. Right. 
Right. Because exactly. Google will lay it out for you and, and break it down in pretty simple terms. Like that's, you know, this is an emulsifier, you know, a thickening agent that, you know, it, you know, is not harmful or maybe harmful or, you know, it has certain health benefits or this, you know, has been known to be a carcinogenic, um, mm-hmm. you know, so mm-hmm. just, just look it up. <laughs> yep. Read those labels. All right, sister. Well, thank you for your insight. No, I, I definitely appreciate it and value your, your opinions and your knowledge here. So thank you so yeah, much. Thank you too. Such good information for our listeners on fat and how not to be fat phobic. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, I'll talk to you All soon. Right, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time.